Hey, what's up, homies? Welcome to season two of Homies TV, titled Work in Progress. This is Wes. And this is Mira. In this season, we really deep dive into the minds and hearts of our members, and we really question some of the things we don't often talk about or taboo topics in our faith journey. Now, the title of this podcast is called Work in Progress. And the aim of this is to really provide an environment to listen and to be heard. We're not trying to promote a culture of dismissiveness, but to really foster a culture of listening and understanding first. So as usual, sit back, relax and enjoy the show. Well, welcome to episode three of our season two. This episode is called Netflix and Chill. Um, everyone on this podcast, um, we have had on the previous two episodes. So we've got Jay and we've got Mira and we've got Yeri and we've got Soon. Soon is our newest recruit. And yeah, it's really awesome to have Soon's on board um, for this conversation. So let's get right into it. Let's have an icebreaker. Um, what is everyone watching right now? Oh, I just started watching um, The Chair, Sandra O oh, on Netflix. Like I literally just watched like a part of the first episode, but I've just binged um, on The Unorthodox Life. So, yes. Go teams. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I was like, who's next? Um, I don't know. Gosh, it's fully on the spot. Um, I actually can't remember the last thing that I've like binge watched. You know, you'll have to get back to me. Um, funnily enough, I actually binge watched um, Game of Thrones a few weeks ago again. So it's my second time watching it and it's even better the second time. <laughs> I must say it's definitely better the second time. Um, and I recently watched an, um, a series, it's a British series called Fleabag. It's actually probably not that Christian either. Oh, I love Fleabag. Yes, it was so, so good. good. Yeah, I was so recommended good. it. And it was brilliant. I thought the um, the script was incredibly clever. Um, and it's sort of based around a, a mid-30s woman, single woman, um, slash single, not single. Um, and just from her perspective and her life and just the dramas that she faces um, with her family. But I find that, um, yeah, the ending, it's like, it's very wholesome. I thought it was really wholesome. Um, for me, recently, oh, what did I finish? I finished off the third season of Hannibal. <laughs> when I look at the history of what I watch, it's all serial killers. <laughs> <laughs> not that I relate to it. That's, it's not it's because I relate to it. <laughs> it is a really dark show, but there's a lot of, um, it goes into the mind of the people, like of all the actors or all the characters, not the actors. And he manipulates them like, and he's so smart. And he's so perfect in, in, his, in his ways 
that he works ends up working for the FBI without them knowing that it's actually him. And so, yeah, I don't know. I, I really enjoy those type of shows where it gets into when you when you see why people do what they do. It's very gory. Yeah. And but um at the same time it's very for me it's enjoyable. Um but it, it is questionable. I was gonna ask you guys, when you guys watch like very um sort like impressive stuff, like stuff that leaves an impression, whether it's super gory or just like a psychological thriller or whatever. Do you guys end up dreaming about it or like having kind of like some replay moments in your mind or no? I do. So like I don't particularly enjoy thriller or scary movies, but all my friends seem to all love it and um, they bully me into watching it with them. (laughs) But I'm the one that's like on my phone, but I'll still be like, what happened? What happened? Um, But I get freaked out a little bit. So I kind of like have this thing where I have to like pray (laughs) for like just protection over myself. Um, And I think because, I don't know, I'm a very visual person. So like, things stick with me and so I think that's what scares me more um so yeah it for me it does I don't really watch like gory scary stuff but I do like if I do I think like maybe a couple of weeks ago um actually no not couple yeah before lockdown I was a little bit getting obsessed with like BTS because the kids at my school were talking about it and I was like BTS you know what fine I'll just listen to a few and then and then I just sat there for like who knows how long just like you know scrolling down and looking at all their clips and all these shows that they were on and then the next yeah that night I had a dream about BTS and then the next day I looked at it again and dream about BTS so yeah I think I'm very visual as well and so it's just I don't know maybe they made an impression or something but Yep. Were you dating Watch one it. of them, Sims? No, I wasn't. <laughs> Luckily. <laughs> That's a bad dream then. <laughs> no, 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 no. We were friends. <laughs> so I think for me, I feel like I'm a visual learner as well, but maybe it's my concentration capacity because I'll watch a movie like three times and not realise I've watched it. And so like even if I watch a scary movie, I can go, like I don't like, in particular watching scary movies but if I do watch it I'll go to sleep straight away like it doesn't affect me um yeah like so I make I don't mind I feel like for me it doesn't affect me as much as it does some other people I know my brother gets like really affected and he's really sensitive to that but um yeah I don't tend to get too affected by it so I don't mind watching whatever and then I'll just fall asleep pretty easily yeah I I don't think I get I don't think I get many of those dreams or, yeah, maybe I'm numb. <laughs> I'm numb to all that stuff. Like for me, watching for me, <laughs> for me, watching movies is my my zone out time, and so my heart rate goes down, and so I just zone out and I watch it. It doesn't really affect me, and maybe because I've watched so much serial killer stuff, like say, oh yeah, I know what affected you. <laughs> um, Do you think was because um, like of what you do, like your job, and you have more of an eye for like how things are made or like how things are written up, whatever, that like when you watch things, like you see it from that po- point of view almost as well. Because I've been question. told, for example, like for, like um, what's that zombie um, train to Busan? Like I get fully freaked out. And then someone was saying like someone was showing me a clip where like the zombie, like the actors like 
um, was it Jay, um, where they like audition to be zombies. So it's like, you know, you know, just a room and they're like these normal people and they're like all of a sudden go into like zombie mode. And then I think after that, actually, that helped me change my mindset. Like when I watch a zombie movie, I'm like, I have, I remember that they're just, they're just actors. And so I'm not as freaked yeah. out by it or like disturbed by it. That's a really good question because I, I think that's exactly it. I think because like just exactly what you just said, like seeing them as actors, like when I see zombies in movies, I don't think zombies. I'm like, that's a really good actor. Like I want to see how good they are at being yeah, a zombie. Right. So I'm like, mm. even when they're like biting people, I'm not thinking about what is biting. I'm like, oh, I wonder how they filmed it. I wonder what, right. what they actually bit into and what it tastes like to be, to be the actor, you know? Um, so yeah, it doesn't really affect me. I think what affects me the most is watching really sad documentaries. I, I think about that a lot. Like if like someone disappeared or like someone went through a really horrible disease and, you know, like, and family were affected. I, I think that stuff hits me harder than I guess zombie movies. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really get affected. <laughs> But in saying that, like for you guys, what is your what is your favorite genre of movie? What do you like? What do you what do you guys watch the most that brings you the most joy? I love comedy it. drama. Sorry, 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 Yuri, you go. I'm done. Comedy drama. Oh, your mic improved a lot. What happened? Oh, I stopped driving. <laughs> I'm like, uh, I like rom coms. Yeah, I'm like scenes. <laughs> I think drama, like Korean drama wise, I do like rom com, but I actually really like psychological thrillers, like um, like Criminal Minds and like Law and Order SVU. Is it your yeah, SUV? Yes, no SV. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how cool. I, love it. I know the show. Criminal SUVs. <laughs> <laughs> and um, was it NCIS? Yeah, that's yeah, cool. like I really like that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, but movie wise, I actually really like war movies. Yeah, and Korean gangster movies. I love a bit yeah. of fighting. Yeah, yeah. I realized everything. Like as I listen to you guys, like well, you know, tell me what you binge and what you watch, and even for myself, like there's no Christian movies. Like there's no Christian content. And I was going to ask you guys why we don't watch that kind of stuff or like, is it because it's not available or is it because, yeah, it's not accessible or it's just, you just there's no interest in it? You guys find that like you're going through everything you've watched, even the stuff that you listen to. I don't know if you had to say like ratio, what, what you listen to and what you watch ratio Christian-wise and non-Christian-wise, what would it be? Like one to zero. That's mm. horrible. <laughs> I think I definitely, like, listen to more Christian stuff. But movies and shows-wise, I just find, I mean, besides Chosen, I don't know if you guys have seen Chosen. I think it's Kuto Chosen or just Chosen. Um, that Besides that, there really isn't really much out there. I don't know. I find there's not much out there to watch. 
Yeah, that's true. I don't think I've watched anything apart from the Passion of Christ. Um, and yeah, no, I'm, but I was gonna, going back on actually the first question as well. Like I enjoy K-dramas, but in terms of movies, I really like superhero stuff. So I'm like huge, like Avengers and stuff. And I think what I like about the action movies, um, there's that whole sort of, I mean, they're not Christian, but whole sort of Christian stuff story almost and mm. like there always seems to be like a fatherly figure mm, and then like, this whole like savior thing and then yeah. um yeah because I'd always be like oh like that that's kind of like Christian themes but like very worldly um but yeah you're right I don't think I really watch like outright Christian content um apart from like a sermon here and there um and I don't think I've ever like walked to like the movie or DVD section at Kurong. I was like, eh. <laughs> eh pass. <laughs> I think, <Yeah>, nah. <laughs> was this, I think, um, who was it? Ja Rule, when he, when he announced to the whole world that he became Christian, he immediately made a Christian movie and it was called I'm in Love with the Church Girl. <laughs> oh, dear. oh god <laughs> I mean your reaction said all right like why aren't we like oh awesome let's watch this I would love with the church girl <laughs> oh but having yeah. said that like like based on what Mira said I feel as much as the world is secular because Christian values has been like the you know it's been strongly established in Western culture for so long, over, like, centuries, mm-hmm. that even though everyone nowadays might not believe in Christianity, I'm talking about secular culture, it's still there. That's why the references are still there, whether they intend to, like, refer to it or not. Like, people like Kendrick Lamar, for example. I mean, some people will be like, oh, he's not Christian, or other people are like, whatever. But when you listen to his songs, like, he does talk about his faith. However you feel, however you judge it is, you know, that's up to you. But I feel that he he tackles these themes and um, that's very interesting to me as well. When I listen to music thinking it's secular and then hear it and go, wait a second, where is this going? Mm-hmm. And like, he talks about praying and the Holy Spirit and all that. It's like, well, I didn't expect this from Kendrick Lamar. And this is like years ago before he became mainstream, so... I find that interesting when, yeah, I don't see Christian culture, but mm. it's there, mm. whether the creators intended it or not. Yeah. Mm. yeah. I think that's yeah. like in movies as well. Like, so I, I do actually really like the movie The Blind Side with Sandra Bullock. Oh, Sandra so Bullock. Good. Yeah. So like, good. and that I think has Christian, well, it's because it's based on a true story. So I think that sort of has, you know, the Christian underlying theme. Um, and so with like, I suppose like the Chronicles of Narnia, like, I really enjoyed mm. the Chronicles of Narnia. So I think there's definitely movies that have that Christian, whether it's intended or not, sort of like what Yeri was saying. Because like, and then even Disney, like Lion King, sort of, I guess. And I know, like, well, the Prince of Egypt definitely, well, is right. Like, it's based on, well, to some extent, it's you know based on Moses. So like, technically, <laughs> it has to be. Um, Yes, I, I think there's, I, again, I, like then for me, they're like some of my favourite movies, but it's not like a, I wouldn't put it in a Christian-themed 
you know, type of entertainment. But, yeah, you can't deny that it has the Christian values in it. Mm. Well, I was just going to say, like, yeah, like what Yeri said, it's um, a lot of the values in the world are almost, like, overlapping with Christian Mm. or Christian values overlap, like the sense of justice and um, love and all that kind of stuff. It's very... Yeah, it's it's in there. It's it's speckled in through history, and um, and maybe that's why I don't know. I feel like for me, I I definitely watch and listen to a lot more secular stuff because it's got those kind of themes. And it, for me, it's it's more reflective and it's more realistic in how it portrays a Christian struggle. There's a lot of Christian movies that I watch and I'm like, oh, doesn't seem really realistic. Like no one turns out like, yes, there are people that, you know, have an experience with God and the Holy Spirit overnight and they're a Christian, they're a convert the next day. But for a lot of us, it's a, it's a really long journey and it's, and it's a big struggle. And maybe that's why I like, I feel like it's more real. And that's why, yeah, Kendrick Lamar, even, um, Stormzy, like he's a Christian. Um, a lot of rappers like Kanye, mm. uh, or they have a Christian background, and they and they sing about this stuff. They sing about their struggles, and you can see it in their songs and in their lyrics. Their their struggle. They're torn in between the world and, I guess, yeah, their faith. Yeah, because even actually last night I just watched I Am Legend. It was already just mm. on TV, so I just watched mm. that. But even that, yeah, at the end, like, you know, he's like you know, this is my purpose, I guess. This is, you know, why I'm here. And then, he, you know, he, he sacrifices himself. Um, but, yeah, there's actually, a, yeah, it's a really good point, Mira. There's heaps of movies with underlying tones of, like, God and spiritual. Yeah, it doesn't have to be Christian, but uh, I guess a lot of spiritual, like, I guess figures or God in there. And so, yeah, I think people relate to that too or they have the roots. Mm. Mm. Like, I think Gladiator also has similar mm. undertones to that because that's very different to 300, right? Like, it's, it's mm. sim- like if you think about it, it's like a similar yeah. type of, you could almost want to cast it in a similar type of genre, but it's so different, like the way that Gladiator ends as opposed to the way, I mean, 300 ends epically as well, but just in a different sort of way. I think, yeah, how, how we came up with this topic was I think Mira asked one of her friends, um, and, and the question came up and it was, <laughs> I wonder which friend it was, or maybe it was just Mira. I'm pretty sure it came up in a conversation with a group of us, including Jay. And we were actually talking about, um, a hot Netflix, um, <laughs> drama. Hot as in raunchy? Yes. Like adult themes. Um, and I think the thought was more personal or, yeah, and, and actually, no, in the discussion as well, but it was kind of like, hmm, and that's kind of how it came about. Yeah, I think it's a valid question. I think it goes in every, like, all of our minds when we watch stuff. Is it is it sin to watch sin on screen? I think that was the question. Mm, yeah. yeah. I mean, even just on that topic, like, adult, more adult themes, like, so, like, I grew up very I suppose conservative household and like you know parents weren't very PDA so like you know like anything that was sort of on screen where it was intimate 
or like, you know, like it might just be a peck or something like that. Um, it I just felt really like awkward and like, um, yeah, awkward if my parents were there, you know what I mean? Like you just like turn the TV on and it's like, oh, I'll just change the channel. <laughs> um, or like I think I felt that as well. Like my parents are a bit like that. And so I maybe that's more of a personal sort of growing up thing where I've just um what's the word like almost just thought that it's bad <laughs> to watch you know certain things um especially intimate scenes um yeah but it yeah it'd be interesting to hear your thoughts and your experiences so being part of that conversation <laughs> I know which series we're talking about but um, I'm sort of like somewhat similar in terms of growing up um, situation where my parents weren't overly PDA or um, I think, you know, like as soon as Neighbours or Home and Away got on TV, they're like, turn it off, you know, like you can't watch it. Yeah, like my mum was like right? that. Yeah. But then like for me, I, I, I'm not that I'm conservative or liberal, but if I had to choose, I think I'm more liberal in terms of what I watch on TV because um, – I don't know. I think when I was younger, I felt like, oh, my God, if anyone's kissing, it's like you can't kiss anyone. Like you can't, like any of that intimate stuff was almost like a bad thing, which I guess from a Christian perspective and, you know, like outside of marriage, yes, it's not correct. But it then just became a taboo topic when no one was allowed to talk about it and everyone felt weird talking about it. So for me, I I don't mind having these conversations because I think, I mean, as a 30-something-year-old single woman, you like, I think it makes no sense that we can't talk about this in a very wholesome Christian setting. But I think mm. a lot of people don't know how to have these conversations because it was like they it was shunned upon. Mm. Um, mm. And I think that's maybe the cause of a lot of issues in a lot of people and, and vice versa when you're too exposed to a lot of it um, on, you know, on the other end, like there's issues in that, um, that side of the spectrum too. But, um, yeah, I, I tend to think that, it's well I'm quite yeah, again if I had to choose I think I'm quite liberal about it like maybe I say this because it doesn't affect me like I can go to bed without having a second <laughs> thought about what I've watched so um you know and like for me it is purely entertainment um and with the game of Thrones thing like I didn't watch it because of all the nudity and because of all the sex like I watched it because like I mm. thought the, the theme was actually really interesting like literally it was a game to sit on the throne um I mean, the other drama Mira and I were talking about probably is a little, it's like, I mean, in the title, it's, I'm just going to say it. Yeah. It's a cool, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it, so it's on Netflix and it was a topic for ages. It was called Sex Life. Um, and the title itself. I thought you were going to say Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> that was another one. Isn't this one meant to be better, Jay? I thought it was which a one, lot which one? The one that she's talking about now soon. Uh. sex life only because it was so short and sweet but um hoping there's a second series but <laughs> I feel like the life themes that came out in the um in the series was actually like you don't want it to be relatable but it seemed relatable so um not to give it away it's about a married woman who kind of um in order to I guess cope with her own sort of um post baby what's that postnatal depression she just starts writing her like writing a journal but it's based on her previous life and it's so different to what she's living now but it's um I guess the very you know sexually explicit and things like that so she's almost like fantasizing I guess over it and then her old life and her current life kind of merge paths and so that's where all the dilemma starts um but and yeah amongst all the sex scenes and nudity but I feel like that topic even as a Christian person like 
you shouldn't agree. It's not something that you would agree on, but it's definitely, I think, a relatable theme in anyone's marriage. Like I'm not, again, I haven't been married before, but even when you're dating, like I think there's definitely times where you, you know, you shouldn't be comparing, but you start comparing or you get complacent and you look back into things and go, oh, you know, shoulda, woulda, coulda, um, and whether you act on it or not. But, um, yeah, I think they're like the life lessons almost or like somewhat. So I'm kind of pro or okay for watching, you know, certain things on TV. That's really good. I really enjoyed listening to your answer, Jay. Um, it's very holistic. <laughs> um, I agree. Like I was talking about Game of Thrones with um, John, my boyfriend, fiance, and he was like, look, if I wanted to watch Game of Thrones for sexual content, I might as well just watch porn. That's not why people watch that show. Mm. And it's just this misconception that people think, the graphic scenes is why people will watch it. Mm-hmm. It might be a factor of it, but it's not the reason why people watch it. I just never got into it because I've got a short attention span. And with shows that build like a, a different world, you need to invest that time. And I don't have the, yeah, don't have the attention to do it. So that's why I quit. But it wasn't because I watched it and I was like, oh my God, now I want to go and do that. Like mm-hmm. it, it's not that kind of show. And I think uh, Jay touched on um, vicarious life lessons. Like you see characters, doing all these like weird stuff, whatever it is, promiscuous or not. And you're like, oh, okay. That's like stuff that I may have thought of but never entertained. Like I may have never even thought about it at all. And especially growing up in church and being conservative for most of my life, I think the downside was it's like I was suppressing questions or thoughts and because there's no like, outlet to discuss it it's like sometimes what do you turn to you turn to like stuff you watch and that's not always the truth either and I feel yeah they it's not that I go to shows for life lessons 100% but a part of it is vicarious and you're like oh I, I can understand and that's sort of what I was a dilemma I thought of or whatever um, but also like in terms of like should we censor what people watch I think we shouldn't because you know, if we, if Christianity is about freedom to choose God, then we should choose God no matter what. But having said that, there's a time and place to watch stuff because as a kid, I remember, I remember this really clearly. I saw some weird, either, I don't think it was a sex scene, but I think it was a kiss scene, whatever. It was like, all I remember is some lady and this guy making out. And as a kid, I don't know why that made an impression on me because I've never seen it before. So I remember mm. trying to like act that out with a neighborhood, uh, like the boy that lived next door. And I didn't know what I was doing. Mm. And he didn't know what I wanted from him either. So he, like, I probably like tried to do something to him. And then his mom came in at that moment. She's like, what are you guys doing? And she pulled us apart. Mm. And it was literally like the best timing because I don't know what I was doing. Mm. Um, it's like a, a four-year-old kid that almost like, you know, had I not seen that, that would have been better because I think that left an impression for me for the longest time. Mm. Um, or if I did watch it, I wish there was an adult there with me to be like explaining to me what I watched and why I shouldn't do it, that kind of stuff. Because mm. four-year-old kids shouldn't try to reenact what they watch. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I think that ratings, you know, the ratings on movies and shows and even now I think Korean dramas have it. They've got that 15-plus mm. thing now. Uh, so important because I think, you know, unlike, uh, you know, like my family, I didn't think my parents, they kind of just, there's a lot of freedom in my household. So my sister and I just watched whatever. 
And I remember oh, early primary school watching Omen. I don't know if you've ever seen Omen. It's a really old movie. Um, and I think they had a few series of it. Um, and it was about, you know, the devil. And now this mm. boy was like, you know, the devil. Or he had the, the number 666 in his head. Um, scary. And I just, yeah, really scary. Mm. And then someone being like... I swear I was like six or seven. I don't know. It was just on TV or I think, you know, we used to have like video plays and, um, and like, I remember watching that and that just stuck in my head. And then I remember like for at least a year, because I have quite a vivid imagination um, at night, I've struggled to sleep. I kept thinking that stuff was going to come out or I think that part of my brain had been, I guess, not activated, but just exposed. Um, and so I'm actually very cautious with what our kids, um, mm. what they watch. And mm. I think because of that experience, even more, um, yeah, really, really careful about, you know, what is okay to watch and what's what's not. I agree with you in that, like, I think, you know, it's sort of like anything, like, um, in terms of what we watch is more a personal conviction or personal choice, right? Like at the end of the day, like I could be drinking and that might cause me to sin. Whereas like for someone watching something and being sort of, whether that's fantasizing or, you know, uh, whatever, um, that could be this, like their sort of addiction and, and, and sin cause them to sin. And so I think in terms of freedom, I would t- definitely agree. Um, and, also on the point that like it's um, with sensitivity though. So like definitely like honouring the age sort of recommendations. And I think from my perspective, I think like because I've as a teacher, like I've had a student previously, like there have been incidences where, you know, you know, very young kids being exposed to a lot of stuff, like adult content stuff and you know, they've disclosed like, you know, that they have nightmares or they feel this way and they feel anxiety. And so I think seeing that side and how that has that negative, you know, like as, you know, they should not be exposed to that stuff. And I think it's much harder now because if you if you think about like when we were growing up, like we had the one TV in the living room where like everyone was at and like and we had, you know, the one computer in the living living room where the TV was at. And so like to some degree, I think my parents like supervised or like knew what I did. Um, whereas like now it's like a whole different ball game. Like I can be in my room and be watching anything. Um, so yeah. I also agree with what Yeri said about like being young and not being able to ask those questions, like being really suppressed and, and not being able to ask those questions to adults and and get an answer um, on what we should be doing, what we shouldn't be doing. Um, I mean, I, I don't really have, like, I mean, my family was quite conservative, but, yeah, I feel like I don't have as many stories as you guys in terms of that stuff. Like, I was just told not to read Goosebumps. I was looking up a lot of articles on this. I remember when Game of Thrones came out and why this whole thing, like, Christians shouldn't be watching Game of Thrones sort of thing got embedded into my head and it, I can't remember what article it was but it was talking about incest because you know that's in is that in the first that's the first season right and then for me like without even giving the show a go or like without even watching it I already judged the whole show like 
And I said, no, nah, not watching this. This is demonic kind of thing. And then I ended up, you know, you're telling other people. And you, you, it's when people have those kind of platforms and they get to share their views on, on, on things, it's for people like me, like sometimes I, I take that on board quite seriously and it makes me a really a closed person. And then when I hear other people say, oh, you watch Game of Thrones, you know, I, I question your faith kind of thing. And it happened with Deadpool as well. Like there was Christian articles on you shouldn't watch Deadpool. It's not good for your soul. And I started telling that to all my friends. I'm like, no, nah, I don't want to watch Deadpool. It's bad for my soul. And my non-Christian friends are like, you're an idiot. That's <laughs> 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 not good for your soul. Don't watch it, you know. Um, so on, on the flip side, like that's, that's the other view. Like if you're too, mm. if you're too, if you that's just true. take whatever people tell you, mm. you sort of lose that whole openness. Your your heart becomes very closed. These sort of things, and and you end up not being able to have those conversations with non Christians because you've already judged them um, based. Mm. On that. Yeah, going sort of on that point as well. I think. Um, just simply as well, it's sort of a good conversation starter or like, because like, for example, my colleagues are really into like The Bachelor, for example, and they're like, oh, do you watch The Bachelor? Or like, what's that one? Like, uh, like when they get married at first sight. Oh. And I'm always like, uh, I'm like, nah. But oh, like, yeah, but like I would be sitting in like, you know, in the, um, during lunches or um, dinners and they're all talking about you know all these characters and the whatever the drama and I just be like uh so not relatable and so like to a degree as well I think like I guess it helps conversation <laughs> with with certain friends and colleagues and other people yeah you kind of almost get like FOMO as well mm. or, you know part of it and like a lot of the stuff I mean it's like you know like I don't know if you guys have seen um Oh, it's like first dates or something where they go. It's like a blind date. It's so trashy, but I like watching it. Um, but like, yeah, it's a blind date. And then, you know, they try to match up people that are kind of like your ideal. Um, and they're just having dinner. But there's a few conversations and a few other dates happening at the same time. And it's quite interesting. Um, but yeah, I think it's like whatever your friends are watching or whatever your circle, who people you're close with, you end up kind of like, kind of, yeah, getting influenced like sometimes or I think, I don't know, for me, I think it's like, um, like really knowing yourself at the same time as like things that you watch because I find like um, there's certain things that I will not watch because I know that like, you know, it's a like a struggle point for me or, or something that I might feel like, um, yeah, I just have to, I guess, kind of put a filter on myself or just hold back. Um, you know, it's the same thing with like, you know, um, certain movies. Like I'm very open to watching all sorts of stuff. Um, but again, you know, it's it's down to the person. And like, you know, as a Christian, like if you struggle with like lust or you struggle with greed or you struggle with self-image and there's certain genres that or movies that like you really shouldn't watch or protect yourself, I guess. Um, so that you don't go into that stumbling block because there's they could turn from something that's purely entertainment um, but really make you you know hate yourself or hate your life or 
kind of just mm-hmm. yeah kind of yeah it could be very unhealthy in a way yeah i think that's the the thing that's the difference between i guess christians and non-christians like whereas we yeah we we actively filter like we filter a lot of stuff that we watch because we know you know like the enemy uses media is so prominent now everyone's got a screen kids kids can watch tiktok and there's like there's so many tiktokers out there that push their own agendas um and teach you know they teach a lot of stuff they tell they tell you a lot of stuff and when kids they don't know any better they just absorb that in and um and for us adults like you know it's a it's really about filtering what you watch and and knowing knowing yourself because you sort of if you know yourself you know how the enemy will use those tactics against you yeah whatever your weaknesses are um i think like definitely just going off what you guys are saying like sometimes you know we should be actively filtering and um sometimes it's actually the more benign stories that can actually be more harmful as well like rom-coms like rom-coms are great they feel good but they can also project an unrealistic expectation of what Mm. true love and yeah what feeling loved is because Mm. it doesn't always look like that you know k-drama or whatever and you know you wouldn't watch those um, k-dramas and go oh like that's horrible but it's like what is it imprinting in my mind about what are, like what are the subconscious expectations it's like soft porn almost like I have this unrealistic expectation of what a man should be like and that's not the case like mm. I remember in my early 20s I used to only like tall handsome <laughs> Korean boys but it's like they're not even real it's just because of the shows that I watched and I wish people told me earlier that's not true like that's just um or it's all you know make-believe so I think that kind of um had a negative influence and um the other thing is I just thought of it randomly but there's this uh, not Korean Christian rapper called Propaganda I, I don't know if he still sings but there used to be a guy called Propaganda Propaganda actually means um it's like manipulative communication so it, you shouldn't be proud of propaganda and I guess he meant to use it to spread you know god's message but it's like do you even know what what word you're allocating to yourself so i feel sometimes with christian media um yeah just because it's christian it doesn't always mean it's thoughtful media or thoughtful culture i was actually so that was one of my questions or one of the topics i wanted to bring up was like with k-dramas i think when you when you watch things that are almost too far-fetched like superhero movies or like you know or the um you know even game of thrones you kind of know, oh, well, I can't relate to that, or, like, you can't really have that kind of genre or theme in your life. But when you watch a K-drama, and I have this conversation with my girlfriends all the time, and, um, you know, they have that expectation, and you're like, but that's not, and especially from a Christian perspective, like, when you say, oh, what's the type of ideal guy? I mean, I would like to think ideally most people would say, oh, they are from a Christian background. But a lot of it is like, oh, you know, like his looks or what he does or how he acts or how he, you know, what he does for me. Um, and it is, and it's just sort of like, like, you know, as when you're watching it, it's almost too good to be true, but you bring that into, I think, a lot of your relationships where you kind of, 
you expect it to be normal because you've seen it so much on screen as opposed to, you know, like, I don't know, like any other any other t- um, type of movies and things like that. So I think, yeah, it, it is, it's those um, dramas where it seems almost too relatable where it's, it's, it's like, I think someone was saying it's, you know, like, like for someone who's coming first in class, the enemy's not the person coming last, it's the person that's coming second. And, you know, and it's the same with the devil, right? Like, you know, he'll use not the work, not the complete opposite thing. He'll use something that's maybe just as good, maybe not as good, but still really enticing. And um, and that's why it's hard for people because you kind of get sucked into it. Because I think as a human, when you see something that's so different, you go, no, well, that's obvious. And you can't be doing that. But when it's almost really close to something that's true, that's when it's easier to make people fall, I think. Yeah, K-dramas are so entertaining, but gosh, they're like damaging, really. It's the devil's you, work. Oh, like really. And they've spread because everyone in like, you know, like I've got a few Indian friends, they love K-drama, love it. Even their relatives all back in India love it. Uh, Philippines, all Southeast Asia, like love it. Um, you know, even like even now, like America, everyone's getting into K drama, K K pop. It's, it's yeah, it's insane. Like a few mm. years back, when we went um, on missions to um, Myanmar, and we were like not even in the capital, we were like in you know a small smaller city, and then in that within that small city, we went to a like a children's home. And we were like, oh, like, can we go check out, like, your dorm? And so they're, like, showing us around and, like, you can see, like, all their, like, study books and, like, on their desk and everything. And I was like, oh, my God, that person on your exercise book cover looks so familiar. And it was, um, uh, what is the flower? Um, F4? Yeah. It was so, <laughs> I was so stunned to see like just the influence like of K drama. So I, I read a quote. I, I don't know where I got this quote from, to be honest. Christian discernment goes beyond what you watch. It's also about how you engage with it. And I think that's exactly what we talked about. It's not just about you know, you can watch all this stuff, but in the end, it's how you engage with it that you need to be wary of. You know, if it turns you into a more of a a bad person, you know, then you know, use your discernment. Don't stop watching it. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I think that is a good. That's a good reminder for myself because I end up watching. I watch a lot of. You know, I told you like a lot of justice movies, but how the world portrays justice is very different to how a biblical view of justice really is. And yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. Like you, you end up watching that stuff and you're like, Oh yeah, that's yeah, I get that. Um, but then at the same time, you're like, Oh, what would Jesus do? Like, how would this, how would this benefit me, you know, while watching this and, and you end up forming a, better a stronger argument for why you believe that the those christian values the way that um i guess jesus portrays justice is better than the how, how the world portrays justice yeah i think what you've said was where 
I think as Christians we have that responsibility while we have the freedom to do what we want. Um, and I think Sumi touched on it as well. But, like, if you know it's going to make you fall or if it's going to tempt you, then just don't do it. Um, again, I think that goes with saying you still need to be careful, I think, of what you are. Just be aware of what you are watching. Um, I think anything in excess is probably not a good thing. So if you're spending 12 hours or even more, um, you know, binge watching things all the time, occasionally is okay um, and recommended at times, <laughs> depending on the series. But, um, you know, like if you're doing that and you're neglecting your life and things that you should be doing, then I think that's a problem, regardless of the genre, um, whether it be listening to music or, you know, any films or, you know, even playing games and things like that. But um I think, yeah, being we have that responsibility as Christians um, at the same time to not let other people fall into temptation. Like if I had a really close friend and she was really struggling with the fact that and she was a non-Christian and she was like, I still don't understand why you are watching, you know, Game of Thrones, for example, I probably wouldn't be rubbing it in her face to say, yeah, well, I'm still watching Game of Thrones for my reasons. Like if it's going to help her to, um, you know, follow Christ by me not watching Game of Thrones. And I think that's a sacrifice I would be willing to make. And I think as Christians, maybe it's something just to maybe think about, um, like, because my views, like, you know, I believe by my views, but if someone doesn't and it's hindering them from um, developing their relationship with Christ, then it's probably worth rethinking or reconsidering. Yeah, I think um, I think for me it's more about, like, how much like, do I want to let the world influence me? So, you know, we, we're here and, you know, we want to be, we're a part of this world, but we, you know, don't want the world to be controlling us and um, being shaped by the world. And so, you know, um, watching stuff for entertainment, you know, sometimes, you know, people wind down. I know, like, James, my husband, winds down, like, whilst watching movies. Um, and I think, you know, just finding I guess because our, everything that we see, you know, it goes into our mind, you know, our spirit, it becomes us, right? And so being able to, like, um, I guess, I think for me it's, I guess, balance. If I'm consuming out of my five hours of free time, if I'm consuming five hours of just watching junk, Insta, entertainment stuff, and then I'm not, you know, spending any time with God, then it kind of shows where my heart is at as well and so I think it is always just balance um yeah and occasionally I do have those binges where you know k-pop stuff is that's why I can't watch it week by week because it kills me I just have to binge watch like two nights and just like you know just go hard but I think it is yeah for me it's about balance do you have balance in your life of what you're letting I guess influence your life um and then with that you know are you influencing others what what kind of influence do you have and so yeah Mm, um, I'll add to that, um, kind of going back on what Yeri and Wes were sharing before as well about um, having someone to have those questions or like bring your questions to. So like um, I think, um, yeah, I think that's important, whether that's a friend, but but maybe like in that sense, like that Jay was saying, like keeping people accountable or like, um, my, I myself like sharing and being vulnerable and um, uh, making sure that other people are keep, keeping me accountable about like what I watch or like, I mean, it more importantly, like how I spend my time and what I'm reaping out of the things that I do. And so, yeah, sort of keeping that door open. Um, and um, if doors are closed, seeking people that will, you know, 
help you and, um, you know, ask you those uncomfortable questions? Um, I think for me, like, we should be, like, active when we watch and consume stuff because we can't pretend that it doesn't affect us because it does. Mm. But it doesn't mean we have to be like, oh, my God, I can't watch this because, you know, someone killed someone here or, like, someone was messed up. It's just more being like, okay, um, I have to be discerning, but not to a point where that's the only thing I'm consumed about. And when you're open to culture and, you know, whatever, you can also see um, God reflected in it as well because, like we said, secular culture reflects, you know, a fatherly love or a a a saviour figure as well. So I think um, we could be surprised in the way that media can speak to us as well. It's not all... Mm. Yeah, just be vigilant. Yeah.